All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 25 of the Biohacker Babes podcast. This is Renee here and I am with my sister Lauren. So this will be our final episode all about hacking your holidays. So we find that many people fall off of their healthy routine during the holidays and they say, I'll just start over January 1st, right? We all have those New Year's resolutions, but we don't want you to throw in the towel and give up for the next two months. That's a lot of time we can still make progress. While it may not be ideal to implement new healthy habits or even to lose weight during the holidays, we can at least maintain what we've already worked so hard for all year long. 
Awesome. Hey guys, it's Lauren. Yes, yeah, so as Renee said, we're wrapping up this season. It's been an amazing season one of the podcast. We've really enjoyed working together and bringing this information to you. And we just want to make sure that you guys are really primed and ready for this holiday season and feel prepared to face anything that comes your way. I think that's sort of a major downfall of the holidays is that we're never really prepared for what's to come. We get to a holiday party. We don't know what food's going to be there. We don't know how stressful shopping and just dealing with holiday travel actually is until we're in it. So we want to make sure that you guys are mentally and physically prepared for this stuff. So we're really going to revisit a lot of the topics we've already explored in past episodes and recap our favorite hacks and just go through some tips on how we can help you through the holidays. So who is this for? It really is for everyone and specifically anyone that struggles to keep their health goals on track through the holidays. As Renee said, I think a lot of us just say, we'll start over in January on the 1st and a lot of gyms and nutrition programs really validate that. And I think there's sort of like a a big blind spot there. Like we're ignoring our health through the holidays because we say, well, this is just how it is. This is normal. We'll get back on track in January. So we want to make sure you stay on track. And as Renee said, maybe we're not losing weight or really advancing our goals, but we want to at least maintain. That is the goal here. So it's for anyone that really struggles with that, but also anyone that wants to keep optimizing through the winter months. That's what we're, we're here to do, human optimization. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, I think we can definitely keep some of our goals going through the holidays. There's no reason to wait till January. All right, so why or how this makes you hotter? You know, like we've always talked about, right? I think the more healthy you are, focused, productive, energized, all of that's going to really make you hotter through the holidays. And you know, saying I've heard is we don't want that extra jingle hanging around. Um, even my gym is doing like a no extra jingle challenge. And this is actually interesting. The challenge is just you can't gain more than three pounds during the holiday. So it's not a challenge of who can lose the most weight. It's simply who can not gain more than three pounds. So it's all about no like extra. It's more positive mindset, I guess, right? Yeah. And I think you have to do like so many classes during the six weeks. Like it's very motivating to get to the gym more during the holidays because then we get busy and we can skip some of that gym time. So yeah, that's definitely going to make you hotter. No extra jingle. <laughs> I love that. Wait, so is that an OTF thing? I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like an Orange Theory fitness thing internationally or even like nationally. I'm not sure if it's just my location. I don't remember doing this in Maryland, but they're definitely doing it here. And it's kind of cool. They give out prizes along the way. Like if you go to so many classes and then at the end, when you weigh in, if you did not gain more than three pounds, you win some more prizes. So it's kind of a cool thing to keep people accountable. Cool. Yeah. Obviously a place that you can show up and have a community that's also doing that is awesome. So if you don't belong to a gym or fitness studio like that, maybe get your family or friends involved. And we are always here for you guys to do yeah. that as well. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point too. Like I would love if people would take the time this holiday season to share maybe some of the things that you've learned from our podcast this year, right? This is free information. So maybe you even just tell people about the podcast, like, hey, in January, check out season two, it's coming soon. Or, or maybe your favorite tips or food changes or exercise plans, anything you've tried and has been really beneficial share it with your family and friends. I mean, people are more interested than you may think. So when you're sitting around sipping on 
hopefully not eggnog or whatever, <laughs> you know, just get in conversation with people. People want to be healthier. And we hope that we have educated you on some really great topics. And if you can share that, that's a free gift. Power to you. Yeah. So before we jump into the tips that are hopefully going to help you, let's talk about a little debate and controversy. Renee kind of already introduced to this, but we just think it's so interesting that everyone really puts this off until January 1. There are so many gyms, weight loss programs, detoxes, et cetera, that kick off in January. And it's really ingrained in our minds that we need to create resolutions and, and change and be different, quite often surrounding weight loss and getting healthier. So I really feel like we're essentially being told to ignore our health during the holidays. But one, our immune systems are already so compromised with the weather change and the cold and colds and viruses are much more rampant. And the stress of shopping and travel, our immune systems are getting such a big hit. So this is the time more than ever to really focus on your health and not just tunnel vision, try to get through the holidays and ignore that stuff. And I think a lot of us, probably believe that we don't actually have the mental strength to get through that and to make good choices. So hopefully this is a call to action for us to all hold ourselves to a higher standard and put ourselves in a positive mindset. Say this is a a positive thing. We're going to choose higher health. Not that we're like trying to restrict, trying to avoid the fun. We're not doing that at all. Everyone should enjoy themselves at the holidays, community and the food and drinking. It's fun, but you need to choose your health above all of that. And I think there is a healthy and happy way to do that without missing out on on the social stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you should go to your holiday parties. We're just going to help you biohack your way through them. That's the the way to do it. Actually, but as I say that, I'm thinking of something else. Don't feel like you have to say yes to every party invitation through the holidays. I know some people end up with like three parties every weekend and then some weeknights they have more. Like it's okay to say no. You can obviously put your health first, maybe prioritize which ones are I don't know, the best or the best for you to attend. (laughs) (laughs) Which friends you like the most? I don't know. You're kind of asking a lot. That's hard. So categorize your friends, you know, (laughs) A-list, B-list, C-list. No, no. I mean, just take a step back and just remember that no is a complete sentence, right? I'm kind of speaking to myself as I say that, but (laughs) you don't have to do everything this holiday season. Yeah. Or if you're going to go to all of them, don't indulge in every single one. It's not an invitation to indulge. It's an invitation to be social and have community. And I think that's more of the the purpose and the reasoning behind creating these parties for us to all come together because that is very beneficial for our health. So we can talk about community. choose your indulgences. (laughs) Yeah. Make it about the people, not about the food and the drinks. All right. Are we ready to get into some tips? Let's do it. All right. My number one tip I always recommend for people is to plan ahead. I mean, this goes year round, but especially for the holidays. A couple of things you can do is one, you can eat before you go to the party. It's not rude to come and not be starving. (laughs) So actually one of the tricks I really like to do is if I'm going somewhere where I'm not really sure what the food's going to be, I'll mix one scoop of protein powder with like an almond or coconut milk base. That way I'm getting like a really good protein dense substance in right before I go. And that way I'm not starving when I get there and then more tempted by the sweet treats and the carbs. 
So something like what that. What protein like, are you doing? Can I interrupt you? I'm curious. Oh yeah. I mean, oh gosh, protein powder. I'm always mixing it up. I always have three or four in my pantry at a time. So I have usually a bulletproof collagen protein. I do designs for health, the veggie meal, which is like a pea plant-based protein. And then the pure paleo, which is actually beef based. <laughs> I really like all of those. And then the other one I love is the Kian Aminos, which we talk about a lot. This is a really good hack. You can actually put a scoop of it in like a Ziploc baggie and put it in your purse. I just eat it straight now. I don't even mix it with water. If you're getting a really good source of these amino, essential amino acids pretty easily. So that will help feel, uh, make you feel full too. So those are kind of my protein hacks. Oh, I wish that I could do that. I can't put it directly in my mouth. It's too powdery. I wish. (laughs) If anyone is listening that has the power to do this, I wish Keon would make like a chewable tablet. I would really be into that on the go. Well, you know what Ben Greenfield would say to that. Tell me. chew the tablets. <laughs> the Kian Amino tablets. Oh, I I can't even swallow them. I they're they're too big for me. But but yeah. a lot of people like the Kian coaches and Ben, they'll just chew the tablets straight. I so that's break my teeth. Answer. I feel like I'm going to break my teeth. But okay, yeah. I'll keep an open mind about it. <laughs> keep working on the powder; it gets easier. <laughs> yeah. So eat a, eat a little something before. Other things you can do if you're going to a party is ask the host what they're serving. You can say you're cleaning up your diet or you're just curious, whatever you want to say. Ask what they're serving so you can kind of be a little more prepared and what's going to be there. And then even offer to bring a dish. I find that this is really helpful because if you bring your own dish and it's maybe it's like a paleo Thanksgiving or Christmas item, you know there's at least one thing that you can eat that's not going to destroy your day. (laughs) Why not? I think hosts would appreciate that. So also if you are going to a restaurant, Always look at the menu ahead of time. This is a year-round rule too. You don't want to be at a restaurant socializing, trying to be like, ah, oh, detective on the menu. What, what can I eat? What can I not eat? You know, know ahead of time. That way you can just go and socialize and be ready to order. So plan ahead. What else? So portion control, of course, is going to be helpful. So if you want to try your grandmother's favorite apple pie or whatever it is, you know, just one bite, you know, and in general, if you can use a smaller plate wherever you go, it's good for portion control. And Lauren, I know you always say, don't, like, don't go hungry, right? That goes back to planning ahead. Always have a snack before you get there. And I think having a, a list of your do's and don'ts. So I, whenever I hear this in general, I always think back to this story about vegetarians. Think about this. When a vegetarian goes to a, a barbecue or a cookout, they're not looking at that beef burger going, oh my gosh, I want that so bad. Like vegetarians don't eat beef. That's not even on their, their option list, right? So I think if you can go into a party saying, I don't, I don't eat dairy. So when you see that cheese plate, you're like, that's not even a food option for me. So if that works for you to make like a strict yes and no list, I think take advantage of that. Yeah. I like that advice, Renee. And that kind of goes hand in hand with food allergies. And I do not wish a food allergy upon anyone, but I do think it's kind of helpful to have that strict approach. So even if you do not have a food allergy, sort of choosing a food that is inflammatory or that would not promote your immune system or promote your weight maintenance, I think just put that on your don't list, whether it is like an extreme response in your body or not. 
like dairy. I think that's a great example. Like I'm just not going to eat dairy. I don't eat dairy. I can't get behind dairy during the holidays. Not going to do it. And you have to decide that ahead of time because your willpower is only going to become more vulnerable and weak once you're in that social atmosphere and once you're surrounded by other people that are probably not holding themselves to that same standard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to rely on willpower at the holiday parties. So again, be prepared. Another tip with this is always have healthy snacks in your pantry, in your car, in your purse, wherever during the season because you want to have something that's just on hand, ready to go. I personally really like anything from Thrive Market. They've done a really good job with organic, non-genetically modified snacks. So just like place an order, it comes right to your door some good options there. And then at the end, we'll talk more about this, but definitely check out Lauren's travel guide. We'll give you the resource on how to get that. But she has some amazing tips in there. So definitely check that out. Yeah. Lots of good foods to take on the go, especially if you're flying on an airplane. I hate airplane sex. I wish they didn't exist. I always come with a bag full of goodies and I can feel people like oogling them around me. So be jealous or get them yourself. It will prepare you because the last thing you want to do is like be starving on a plane and then have no option but to eat the shitty snacks that they're offering you as they walk through the aisle. It's gross. Yeah, those are the worst. They're like not even, they're not even food. I mean, I look at that. I'm like, what are, what are those bags of chemicals and food coloring? Yeah. I mean, there's some airlines that are getting on board with healthier options. Oh, that's good. Some are charging people for them and some are not. I just think unless you really know the airline and you're probably not choosing the airline for the snacks that they provide, you're probably (laughs) choosing it for time, convenience or cost. So I would just be prepared no matter what. Definitely. Awesome. All right. And my last tip for this part would be to keep all of your immune boosting remedies on hand. Definitely go back and check out the tis the seasons for cold and flu episode. So we talk all about our favorite remedies. And like I said, it's much better to just have them in your pantry, ready to go in case you get a rundown. You don't want to have to be running out to the store to get these. So take advantage of that, have them on hand and you will be good to go. Yeah. Awesome. I love your planning ahead tips. So just to get a little more specific with this, the next category is all food specific tips. So number one in this category is intermittent fasting. I don't know that this is for everyone, but I do think it's worth a try at least once. For the women out there, know yourself, know if your hormones can handle this. But in general, intermittent fasting can be really helpful on days that you know you'll be enjoying yourself, going to a party, indulging a little bit, or eating later than you normally do, which we know eating late at night is very disruptive to your hormones and then subsequently your sleep. So, well, actually that's kind of planning ahead, plan ahead for those days by, by trying the intermittent fasting. And that doesn't mean that you're eating less calories though. Let's be real. You're probably eating more when you go to that party. So intermittent fasting, we're just squeezing that food into a smaller window, hopefully. So we're not starving our bodies, but we're just shifting it and preparing your body to take in more calories a little bit later in the day. Yeah. That's kind of like the OMAD principle, right? One meal a day. I don't recommend OMAD long-term, but like on special holidays, I think you can definitely do that where like one, maybe you really are just eating one big meal or maybe some smaller snacks around it, but it's just closing that feeding window. And like you said, I love like for women, maybe this isn't the best thing. It's definitely better for men, but yeah, check out OMAD. There's definitely some good research on that. Oh, I don't know that I could do one meal a day, but I definitely like the compressed 
window, even just like by a few hours is helpful. Oh yeah. So next up is, well, we kind of talked about this, don't go to the, the party hungry. So before you can fill up on, well, this is before the party, or even when you get to the party, fill up on vegetables, salads, simple, real foods first. So the more complicated a dish or a snack or an appetizer is, the more stress it's going to put on your system. So opt for the veggies, anything that looks just like a real food from nature. And that includes at home before you go or once you get there. Renee likes to do a protein shake. I love to do something like an avocado with some raw veggies, like a little bit of fat and some vegetables just so I don't go starving. One, because you never know when the actual food is going to be served and I do not make good choices when I'm hungry. I don't know about everyone else. But. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you do get there, whether you've eaten and prepared yourself before or not, when you do eat, try to eat really mindfully. I know it's really easy to get into conversation and we get excited about all the foods and we're just like distracted by a lot of different variables. So try to practice mindfulness. I and mean, we're going to talk about, about this a little bit later in the episode. But make sure you're looking at the food that you're about to eat. Make a conscious decision to eat it and then practice all of those good digestive tips. Like take a few deep breaths before you swallow. Make sure you're chewing adequately. Make sure that your mind and body are connected so you can accept that food so that you are digesting it properly and so that you can have Mm. have proper metabolism of that food. So just try to be really present and aware. And again, we'll talk about that more later. Also, once you get to the dessert table, try, if you can, decide on one treat and really enjoy it. This is not the last time you're going to eat an apple pie. I know it's (laughs) it's hard to look at that and say, oh, I don't want to miss that. It looks so good. But like, there's going to be more. There's probably going to be- not your last supper. Yeah. (laughs) There's going to be another party that same weekend or the next week. So just try to decide on one treat and then enjoy the hell out of it because it's okay to indulge in this stuff, but we just have to be mindful of how much and and when we're doing it. Next up, don't feel obligated to eat something. I think a lot of us feel like we're being rude or... There's all those food pushers, right? Not drug pushers, but food pushers. And I think some people do it because like they're eating the cake, so they want you to eat it and makes them feel less bad about it. True. That is so true. Yes. Well, one, you don't want to be rude to a host if they've just prepared this amazing meal, but this is that opportunity to say, I don't eat X. I don't eat dairy, whether you have a food allergy or not. I'm not saying to blatantly lie, but you know, maybe you're just holding yourself to the standard or these rules for the holiday season. And if that's on your no list, then just politely decline that food. And that it will help if you offer to bring a dish like those tips that Renee introduced. But you know, food allergies are really not uncommon these days. So I don't think that you will be alone if you do introduce that as a factor. But yeah, yeah beware always, of the food pushers. Yeah. And I think you can always say you're full, right? Like if someone gives you like a huge plate of food, be like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. But Oh, I I just just can't eat anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's okay to do that. Do not feel pressure. And if you do spot a food pusher, acknowledge the idea that it's possible that they are pushing that because they don't have the willpower or they will just feel more satisfied if they are not alone and eating the crap. So don't let those people pull you down. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, the other day, one of my clients 
she's doing great losing weight with diet and exercise. But she said she went out with a bunch of her girlfriends like Saturday night and she was choosing really good healthy options off the menu like we've talked about. And all her friends were like, what are you trying to get skinny? Like very judgmental. That is so rude. (laughs) And they were all eating like fried food, French fries, beer, whatever, margaritas. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you can't listen to your friends. That's awful. But I think, yeah, they're trying to drag you down. They, all of her friends are overweight. So they're like, what's wrong with you? You want to get thin, but. (sighs) Yeah. I kind of experienced that last month when I gave up coffee for the month. I had (laughs) <laughs> when I sort of like stated that on Instagram, I immediately was like flooded with all of these messages about like, why would you do that? I could never, you shouldn't do that. It was, it was actually pretty negative, the response that I got. Oh, and, no. But it's funny on the, on the other end of it, I had a lot of people asking me, what were the benefits? How do you feel? That's so cool that you did that. And I was able to separate my own feelings about it and my choice to do it with other people's opinions that are probably coming from a place of they don't feel like they could mentally handle something like that. Right. Oh, absolutely. And like, I'm so, no, I'm, I am so proud of you for doing that. And I think, I mean, and I kind of joked, Ryan, and I joked with you, right? Like, oh God, that sounds awful. Right. I think is realistically, we, I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that. I, I'm well, so I wasn't targeting you at all. It was like across the No, board. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I mean, coffee is a tough one. When I tell clients I have to, they need to get off of it for one week, like you'd think their life is over. So yeah, that's interesting. And I, I definitely wanted to hear about your experience because I, I was hoping that would inspire me to then try it. Yeah. I think maybe just having an answer for why you're doing something and like preparation for responding to people like that. This is how I feel about this. This is something I'm trying and I'm experimenting with X, Y, and Z and leave it at that. You're biohacking. Yeah. You're biohacking. (laughs) That's all you have to say. (laughs) Yeah. So just to come back to this, do not feel obligated to eat something. There's a lot of strategies to get you out of that scenario where someone is pushing you to eat something that you don't want to, or something that you've already decided is on your don't list. So stick to your guns. Also, so if you do have a really bad day, say you went to that party and you just were really stressed or tired, or maybe it's the first one of the season and you just want to like enjoy all the stuff that is there. <laughs> it happens. We all have been there. It is okay. It is absolutely okay. But remember that every day is a new day. Just because you ate poorly the day before does not mean you should continue today. Keep choosing yourself. I cannot believe how often I hear, well, I ate crappy today. I might as well just like eat crappy through the rest of the weekend and I'll start on Monday, which is like a smaller snapshot of what's happening in December versus January, right? We just say, oh, I'm already eating bad in December. Like, let me just enjoy the holidays. I'll start over in January. No, you have the choice to start again every single day and your body will really thank you for that. So wake up the next day and say, you know what? I ate terrible yesterday. Let's have a clean day. Even if it's just that day, maybe you have another party the next day. Try to sneak in cleaner, simpler days. And that can involve the intermittent fasting. It could just involve eating more vegetables, really focusing on hydration. It's not supposed to feel restrictive. It's supposed to feel uplifting and positive, immunoprotective. We're getting lots of nutrients. We are protecting your energy. We're supporting your energy levels. Yeah. Sorry. I'm ranting. Every day is a new day. (laughs) Yeah. And that always reminds me, 
You don't gain weight on Thanksgiving Day or on Christmas Day. It's all the days in between that happen. Like you just said, you're like, well, I might as well keep rolling along with this crappy diet I've already started, right? I think if you can like literally separate the days out, like Thanksgiving is one day of your life. Christmas is one day. Don't let it just destroy two months of your life. (laughs) Well, it's hard because our body gets a taste of something like sugar, which is highly addictive. Mm-hmm. And then your body just wants more of it. I get it. Your willpower is being hijacked every second that you have sugar. And we've talked about that in our two-part sugar episode about how it actually is like a hormonal and, and brain effect that's responding to the sugar. And willpower can't always overcome that. We get it. It's difficult. Drink some water eat some vegetables, have a little <laughs> chat with yourself and yeah, sneak in those days in between. That's really funny, Renee. That's a great point. Okay. Last one in this food category. If you are cooking and baking yourself, search for paleo or keto recipes. You might as well, like if you're going to come, well, one, if you're hosting a party yourself, or if you're bringing a dish to someone else's party, try to do the healthier option. There is so much on the internet right now that is paleo and keto. And I'm not saying you have to follow these diets to make these meals. This doesn't make you paleo. It doesn't make you keto, but there's a lot of recipes that have cleaner ingredients, less sugary ingredients. So we're not going to spike your blood sugar. We're not going to get the stress from these inflammatory ingredients. So we're opting for cleaner, lower glycemic ingredients. And yes, that is personalized just because it raises your blood sugar doesn't mean it's going to raise someone else's. So know yourself, but by and large, the cleaner, the better. And if you have the option to swap out some ingredients for something healthier, please do it. Please do it. Even something as simple as gluten-free flour. There's so much now that you can find it like a Whole Foods or a health food market from almond flour, cassava flour, coconut flour. There's so many alternatives and why not? Yeah. I mean, it's endless, the supplies that we can get now. There's no excuse. And you had a great point about just looking up like a keto or paleo recipe. So last week I had a husband and wife in and she, I'm putting her on a gluten-free diet and he was like, well, how do I make stuffing on Thanksgiving? Like, I don't know off the top of my head how to do that, but I literally just Googled paleo stuffing recipes and like 50 amazing things came up. So I sent him five different ones and we'll see what he makes. But like, it's that simple. Whatever your favorite recipe is, apple pie, stuffing, turkey, whatever, just type paleo blank, keto blank. You'll find so many free recipes. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So speaking of sugar... Sorry, I talk about this a lot, but yeah. So sugar, again, if you missed our don't sugarcoat it two-part episode, definitely go back and check that out. But we know sugar is like unavoidable at the holidays. It's not even just the dessert table, even the entrees. I mean, most people are bringing sweet potato mash and they're putting sugar in it. I'm like, oh, just leave the vegetables alone, please. (laughs) But it's going to be sneaking in everywhere. So you really want to focus on avoiding the extra sugar wherever you can. And just remember what sugar is doing to your body, right? It's lowering immune function. It's causing that blood sugar roller coaster, which is going to cause brain fog, fatigue. Long term, it's increasing your risk for diabetes, weight gain, obesity. And then just that that brain dysfunction, long term and short term. We don't want to be dealing with that through the holidays. I find the biggest place that sugar sneaks in is your drinks. So I know it might be tempting to grab like the eggnog or the spiked cider, mold wine, like all of those, especially the, the pre-made ones when you go to some party, but just decline those. <laughs> Stay away. It's like so much. Or have one small 
glass of it and then move on with your life. Yeah. Or even like some things you can actually mix half of the pre-made drink with half like sparkling water or club soda. I find sometimes that's like, I mean, depending on, I mean, eggnog probably wouldn't work as well, but sometimes if you just want like that taste and you want to drink in your hand, just by cutting that in half, you're, you're making a huge impact. And then just drinks are huge. Yeah. And then just alcohol in general, definitely go back and check out our episode all about alcohol. If you didn't listen to that, but we do break it down into the best all the way to the worst alcohol options. You know, we're both huge fans of dry farm wines because you still get to enjoy your glass of wine or two, but it's organic, low sulfates, mold free, low pesticides, low sugar. free. Yeah. Everything free. (laughs) Everything free. So yeah, that's such a great option. And then the liquor, you know, the clear liquors, tequila, vodka, gin, especially now that you have like Tito's vodka and better options for that. And then if you don't want alcohol at all, and again, there's a huge movement, like a sober movement, there's great alternatives coming out. The two that I've tried and really like are Kin, K-I-N, and then Seed Lips. So you just mix them with, I mean, they recommend like tonic water. I don't recommend tonic because of the sugar, but I've mixed them with sparkling water or club soda and it's great. You still feel like you're drinking a cocktail. You have a drink in hand, but there's no alcohol. Um, and there's actually benefits like the can, you get nootropics. So you do get a brain boost, which is pretty cool. So there's definitely more options out there. Renee, have just, you heard of, heard of Crook and Marker? Oh yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. This is for Johnny. Johnny told us about this, right? Yeah. So I had it when I went to Jenny's house when I was just home recently and they're all drinking it. So if you you are, I loved it. Okay. So Crook and Marker, it is an organic hard seltzer. So if you're one of those truly drinkers or White Claw, White Claw. Yeah. If you like either of those, this is a much better alternative. They don't sell it in that many places, but the website's really funny. Like if you want it, to be sold at your local liquor store. You can like print out this form and take it and hopefully they'll start selling it. But you also can go on the website and find out which locations are closest to you. But it's delicious. The ingredients are very clean. There are zero grams of sugar. It's awesome. So we should definitely add that to our list right under Dry Farm if you're more of a a liquor drinker than wine. Yeah. I mean, the Truly and White Claw is like taking over. And I think I just heard maybe it was JetBlue is going to start selling Truly on the plane. Like everyone loves that stuff, but I can't drink it. I get the worst headache. So yeah, Crook and Marker is a good option. And last time I checked, they don't sell it in Nevada, but I was in Anaheim last weekend and I ran into Target real quick to grab something and they had like a huge inventory. So California. No, we were going to Disneyland and and I'm doing, I'm on the 21 day sugar detox. So I'm not doing any alcohol. Oh, I would have thrown those in the back of the car, taking them home. <laughs> and save them for November 22nd <laughs> when I'm yeah. off the detox. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I'm sure Nevada will get them soon. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. All great options. So um, yeah. So just be really, really careful with your alcohol choices and then any of those added, added sweeteners coming in with the dessert table and even your entrees. Great. Next up, sleep. This is probably our, our most favorite topic next to sugar. <laughs> do not skimp on your sleep because of your long to-do list. We all have shit to get done during the holidays, but sleep should be your utmost priority. You'll be happier, healthier, and more productive if you do make this a priority. And check out our sleep episode. But we have talked a lot about this, about how it affects 
your weight, how it affects your hunger hormones. It can actually reverse those, the hunger and satiety hormones, which is not helpful if you're trying to maintain or lose weight. We know that it affects your willpower. You're going to have more cravings. Your body's not going to run at its efficient metabolism if you're missing out on sleep. The list goes on and on and on. And check out that episode if you want to check back in and learn more. But yeah, I'm just going to say it a thousand times. You must sleep. You got to get sleep. <laughs> it controls everything, basically. <laughs> yes. All of your like rest and recovery processes happen when you sleep. So if you're missing out on that... Uh, speaking of sleep, can I just brag for a second? My aura readiness score today was 93. 93? Yeah. 93. You're queen. That's amazing. I'm, like, I'm in shock right now. My sleep score was 90. So for anyone with an aura, you know that that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's an A on a test. And I think aura ring doesn't give out A's that easily. Yeah, right? <laughs> really got to work for it. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. and it, I think it's really because of sleep. The last three nights I have been sleeping really well, so... Anything. <laughs> cool. So next on the list, mindfulness. We got into this a little bit before, but just be really present and aware with your food when you are eating. Take a few deep breaths before you eat. This tells your brain that food, nutrition, nutrients, calories are about to come in. And that is a really crucial step in the digestion and metabolism of your food. So if you can take a few deep breaths, prepare your organs to take in the food. And then, as I said before, make sure you are chewing adequately so you get those digestive enzymes. If you're not getting those enzymes in your mouth, you are not going to digest as efficiently as possible. And just re be really present. Look at the food. It's so easy to like go through a food line, a buffet, or you know, you're standing and talking to people and drinking and just throwing things on your plate. Just take two seconds and look at the food, look at what you're putting on your plate and try to not make that accidental. Also, don't let other, others' choices sway you. We already talked about food pushers, but it could be unspoken too. Like if you're in a food line with someone else and they're putting this on their plate and then you say, well, they're having it, I'm going to have it. Again, know yourself, make your own choices, plan ahead so you already know what you are going to accept and not accept. If you do decide to indulge, which is inevitable, and I think that we should all do a little bit of that, do not beat yourself up over it. So if you went overboard, if you had something you weren't planning for or something you said you weren't going to have, don't beat yourself up. And if it's happening while you're eating something, if you're already like being mean to yourself, like while you're eating that piece of pie, you're saying like, oh, I knew this was going to happen or I have no willpower, all that shame, all the shameful thoughts that come in, try to shut those down. Just choose the food consciously and enjoy it. Because if you are already regretting something while you're eating it, your body's going to produce stress hormones. And we know that those stress hormones lead to fat storage. So my tip, just eat the pie. If you really want the pie, eat it and be happy. <laughs> I kind of want to call the episode, just eat the pie. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was episode 11 where we really talked more about that, right? The emotional side of eating. Definitely don't overlook that. Yeah. Great. Last Thanks category. Tips. All right. Keep moving. This doesn't mean to go kill yourself in the gym through the holidays. You know, if you're already stressed out from a busy work schedule and shopping and parties, et cetera, the last thing you actually want to do is to go push yourself in the gym. 
right? Because we don't want to be in this sympathetic fight or flight, high cortisol state all day long and then go to the gym and just pound on some more cortisol. So tune into your body, really prioritize your, your schedule and what your activities you're doing. And I think this is where heart rate variability testing can really help. Of course, we preach about the aura ring constantly, but if you're not ready to invest in the aura ring, again, just look at Elite HRV, the app. And if you have a chest strap, like heart rate monitor, you can just connect that to your phone and start doing your HRV testing every morning. I would start now and do it every day through the holidays, but that's a really good measurement to tell your body what you need that day. So if you wake up, it's a low score, but you have a lot on your plate skip the gym. You're going to be active, hopefully running errands or whatever. And then the next day you have a high score. You're like, all right, this is my day. I'm going to do my high intensity interval training or my CrossFit or my spin class, whatever you love to do. So I think incorporating HRV is a good thing for this. And remember, we always talk about working in work versus working out. So working out, you're expending a lot of energy. It is a stressor on the body. It could be good stress. It could also be bad stress. And then the working in is the stuff that is more energizing and good movement. So things like Qigong or Tai Chi, yoga, walking, uh, more yin restorative workouts. So definitely keep that balance. And if you're not up for the HRV testing, just tuning in. Are you really stressed? Are you tired? Listen to what's going on in your body before you jump into your workout for the day. That can be super helpful. And then finally... Don't binge on exercise because of what you ate yesterday, right? Exercise, I don't want it to be looked at as like a punishment. Like, oh, I have to go run on the treadmill because I had that pumpkin pie. Like, no, you had that pumpkin pie. It was great. You enjoyed it. And now you're going to the gym because it makes you feel great. It energizes you, clears your mind, lowers stress. Look at the other benefits. Don't think about it as like calories in, calories out, because that's, a I don't think, a good mindset to get into. That also doesn't really work. You can't really go to the gym and burn off the apple pie. Your body doesn't operate that. If only it were that easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's really not. So it's kind of pointless to say I overindulge and now I'm going to go burn X number of calories and then it's not going to be on my body anymore. That's just completely false. Yeah. So do it as as a positive activity. And if anything, it's better to do that exercise on the front end because um, one, you're going to spike your metabolism and you're also going to become more insulin sensitive. So you can take in those calories and the sugar if you actually do. Yeah. It's, it ends up being a punishment on the back end. So as Renee said, do it as a positive choice because you want to continue that journey. Yeah. You had, and you had a good point just now about timing it right with when we're most sensitive to insulin. So if you're at a party or you're home or whatever, and you know you're going to go eat a bigger meal, Lauren, you could probably advise better on this, but maybe do 15 air squats, 15 push-ups, and 20 jumping jacks. I don't know, something like that. Very simple. You just use your body weight, right? That would help with your insulin sensitivity. Yeah. You just gave away my favorite hack. <laughs> are you kidding? Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, here we are in the episode. Let's talk about our favorite hacks. <laughs> my favorite okay. hack is doing... Oh. One to three minutes of high intensity exercise. I'm but so sorry. I should have read your hack. I'm so sorry. <laughs> honestly, that was the perfect transition. Thank That's you. Hilarious. <laughs> Great. No, I love this trick or this hack, whatever you want to call it. There are a lot of studies showing that by doing a minimum of 30 seconds of explosive exercise can actually prime our bodies well enough to take in more food than we are used to. So 
I have been found in people's private bathrooms in their homes doing squats, <laughs> jump squats. <laughs> if there's enough room, there probably isn't in a New York City bathroom, but in the suburbs, I will get down and do a plank or push-ups, whatever. Maybe it's gross. Maybe it's weird, but there's a lot, a lot of science proving that your body is going to take in that food and be able to metabolize it and digest it more effectively effectively if you have raised your heart rate in that way. So 30 seconds is the minimum. And you know what? If you can get your family or your friends on board and just say, Ooh, we're about to indulge in this meal, like let's do a quick little burst of some kind of fun workout. Our family is so weird and we we love to do wall squats together. Maybe your family can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when the whole family's there, you don't have to hide in the bathroom and do your squats. You just do them right outside. <laughs> yeah, that's more if I'm like in the presence of people that I just not that I feel <laughs> judged, but yeah. I don't want to create an awkward situation. So got it. Yeah. So that's my favorite hack. One to three minutes of high intensity exercise, just spike your heart rate. And then you know what? Your body can probably take in slightly higher amount of sugar than it normally could. There we go. Great hack. Yours, eh? So I think I'd have to say mine would be intermittent fasting. I typically do like a 12 to 13 hour fast, like on a daily basis. So more time restricted eating or time restricted feeding. But I find when I do really big meals, not just holidays, just if I know I'm going to have like a really big dinner out, I'll push breakfast back as late as I can, maybe do like a really big brunch meal and kind of skip through lunch and then just do a big dinner. So more like the two meals a day, not the OMAD one meal a day. That's a little too extreme for me, but just doing two meals. And I do this on vacation too. And I just feel much like lighter. My appetite's better. uh, My brain's clearer. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. I love that. I'm definitely going to do more of that this winter. Yeah. Great. Well, just in addition to those hacks, uh, Renee, you mentioned this before, but I have a holiday health hacks ebook that I will make available to everyone. We'll put the link in the show notes, but pretty much involves a lot of the stuff that we talked about today and then goes a little more into detail about some hacks that you can do. I have some workouts in there and then we have checkpoints for all of these factors, nutrition, food, sleep, stress, getting sick, the immune toolkit that we referenced before, and then all of the travel snacks that can be really helpful while you're traveling. So yeah, that book is amazing. Definitely take advantage of that, everyone. Thank you. (laughs) Renee, can you introduce our Q&A? Yes. All right. Q&A time. This is, gosh, I get this all the time, but someone reached out and asked, what is the best way to mitigate holiday hangovers? And should you drink alcohol before, during, or after a meal? Ooh, that's a great question. Yes. All right. Do you want me to jump in first? Yeah, go for okay. it. Number one, I would say check out our episode on alcohol. <laughs> I think that gives yeah. a lot of information, again, about ranking the best to worst alcohol choices. And then we do go a lot into the supplements that can be used. There is a really good approach of what supplements to use before you drink, while you're drinking, and then after drinking. They do different things in the body. So if you can take advantage of that timing, just to throw out a couple ideas, you know, there's a milk thistle, there's a liposomal milk thistle that I love because then it bypasses the digestive tract, but we know milk thistle protects the liver. It's like the number one nutrient for that. That's great. Glutathione, again, a liposomal form is better because it can be destroyed in the stomach. 
newest to our hangover hacking is Energy Bits. Definitely check out that episode where we got to interview the CEO and creator of Energy Bits. So these are chlorella and spirulina products. And she highly recommends the chlorella for preventing hangovers. So I've been playing with this a little bit. Like the few times I'm, I'm drinking, I'm doing the chlorella and I think it's helping. So definitely looking more into that. And she actually said she's working with some Vegas hotels to incorporate that into like a hangover kit, which is, yeah. And I'm seeing this more and more at like at the Aria hotel, when you walk by press juicery, there's this hangover kit and it's liposomal vitamin C, quinton, isotonic and hypertonic, which if you're not familiar with, it's like a very concentrated source of minerals from a certain part of the ocean off the coast of France. Like it's a very specific ratio of minerals. So I think that's cool that there's a movement. I don't love that people are doing like the whole detox to retox thing. I think that's abusing your body, but taking advantage of these nutrients. What else? Uh, NAC, NAC is better before. Uh, B vitamins, because we know alcohol depletes your B vitamins, and that's typically where that hangover comes from. So incorporating those. And then electrolytes, we're just simply dehydrated when we drink alcohol. So electrolytes, I think at night and in the morning are really good. And then I think timing alcohol, if you can, again, it's kind of like Lauren's hack with exercise. Post-exercise, we can handle a little bit more sugar, carbs. So if you can time the alcohol, that might be helpful. I can't drink right after I work out though. I guess some people can. I guess this is a situation of know your own body. I definitely need like a, yeah. a big chunky window after I work out before I have any kind of alcohol. But yeah, know yourself. Yeah, definitely. And just a comment about the energy bits. My favorite part of the episode with Catherine was her comment about how mother nature gave us spirulina so we have the energy to go to the party and then chlorella to detox from the party so that we could go to sleep and do it all again the next day. I just love that so much because yeah. that's huge. We are here to not stop you from having fun again. So we can use nature and, and clean food to get us through that and still enjoy ourselves. That's huge. Yeah, I forgot about that. I do love that she said that. And that actually reminds me, I guess similar because the chlorella kind of binds to toxins in the body and sweeps them out. So that's where charcoal is also really helpful, right? Like activated coconut charcoal, it'll just bind to the toxins in the gut and help get them out. Yeah. It's a great one. And then as far as the with or without food thing, I mean, I I guess we briefly kind of mentioned that I I wouldn't drink alcohol on an empty stomach. I don't think that that's ideal. You also don't want to eat it with a really heavy fat and carb meal. So maybe just like a lighter meal is probably the best time to do it. Again, I think it's different for everyone, but overall I would say not on an empty stomach. It's just really harsh on your system. Yeah, definitely. Did we talk about quality of different types of alcohol? I don't know. I I have this in my ebook. You guys can read a little bit more, but just as far as choosing your poison, we have like a list of cleanest to not clean. Vodka is top on that list. That is the cleanest liquor that you can drink. So I'm just going to run through these in succession, but vodka is at the top, then gin, tequila, whiskey, then dry cider, dry champagne, white wines are in the middle there. Sorry, red wines as well. And then dessert wines and beer are just like far dead end. And that also includes all those mixed drinks like eggnog, cider, anything that has actual sugar (laughs) being poured into it. So if you're trying to avoid that hangover and also just like the sugar load, try to go for clean. Yeah. And I think one other tip is 
again, back to the dehydration issue, I think most of us have heard this, but one glass of water for every alcoholic beverage that also was helpful. Oh, yeah. I really struggle with that one because once I start really? eating, I just feel so full. Mm. So I just try to make sure that I'm hydrated before and then cut yeah. myself off at a certain time. So then I can, you know, let that stuff go down and then drink some water on the back end. But yeah, if you can do that, it's an excellent way to avoid the hangover. Great. Right. Um, so I have a Q&A as well. I got this question. How do I motivate to work out in a tiny space? Oh gosh, I'm already laughing because <laughs> I think I already answered this. How do I motivate to work out in a tiny space with lots of people and distractions? I'm not sure if that is like in a workspace or at a party, but I don't know, maybe check out my hack of going into the bathroom and doing some jump squats. But I also think just like getting people on your team, sharing with your family and friends that you are on this journey to like optimize health and wellness and like grab a buddy and get someone to do it with you because there's power in numbers. But there's a lot that you can do to increase your metabolism, get your heart rate up in small spaces. Like I said, like a wall squat, it literally takes no room. A jump squat takes no room. Hopefully that answered that question. Yeah, that's great. No, no, I think that makes perfect sense. I think we have time for one more Q&A. Okay, one more. Okay, how do you deal with the unhealthy food served at your family's parties? Hopefully we kind of covered that. (laughs) Again, that goes back to make sure you bring one dish if you can, especially family parties, if it's more of like a potluck thing, bring at least one dish so you know you can eat that. And then if maybe you have some other favorite family dishes, just try one bite of each, you know, just taste a little bit, but you don't need to go all in with it. So hopefully that- don't feel bad if you don't eat. And if someone says, did you try my dish? Did you like it? I don't know. I think it's okay to lie in the situation. Yes. It was so great. I loved it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Right. They're not going to know. Okay. I just have one more funny question I'm going to throw in. Go for it. I always appreciate this. Jeff always writes the funniest questions and I usually ignore them, but I'm going to include it today just for some laughs. He wants to know if Santa Claus is insulin resistant. Oh, I would say 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're not, you don't have that belly and not have insulin resistance. So definitely. He's got diabetes, heart disease. He has all of it. I know. But he's so jolly and we love him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can leave him some carrots. I feel like we did that as kids. We left carrots out. I think we did. We were those people. Yeah. Oh, just one other thing. If you still have Halloween candy in your home, mm, get rid of it. Let's move on and like start fresh. It's the middle of November. So hopefully you don't, but yeah, uh, I would just say move on from the holiday. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Let's leave Halloween behind us. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Again, so we will leave these resources in the show notes. We reference a lot of our past episodes. And as we said, we are wrapping up season one. Thank you so much for listening to us for our very first 25 episodes. We really had a blast, but you can take the next month and a half to revisit any of these episodes. And again, check out my ebook if you need further information on this stuff, or always feel free to reach out to us, DM us, email us, send us questions. We can always continue this conversation. Just because we're getting off the air does not mean we are not here for you. And I want to announce that we are doing our second annual January challenge. Yes, the Biohacker Babe Challenge. So yes, we're we're joining in on that whole January one starts new goals, but we're not, obviously, we're not trying to say that 
everything starts over and ignore your goals in December. Hopefully you, you got that from this episode. We want you to take care of yourselves in December. And then starting January 1, we can do this as a group effort to just up level. So hopefully we can at least maintain the ideal situation is that you continue on those health goals. But if not, like let's at least maintain, stay healthy, avoid getting sick. And then January 1, we can jump right back in and start upgrading and optimizing again. So we will send you guys that link to sign up for the challenge very soon. But basically the challenge is 25 days of fitness and nutrition challenges. So we'll send you daily workouts, daily recipes. We will talk to you. We have a Facebook group where we can all sort of join in the conversation, ask each other questions. There's lots of motivation. Stay tuned on that. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, I don't want people to think it's like a normal detox cleanse, like extreme thing. Like you said, we're sharing a new tip every day that you can hopefully incorporate into a new healthy habit for all of 2020. So it's not just like a total blowout in January and then back to normal. Yeah. So healthy habits. Yeah. So we can't wait for that. We hope that you will join us. And yes, anything else? We hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving and an amazing December. We appreciate your support so much. And again, we are here. If you need anything, please reach out to us. Yeah. Thank you again for all the listening and the feedback. It's been so fun. I'm definitely excited to start season number two in January. And I will just throw out a couple really exciting things that are coming on some future episodes. We're going to talk about some brain function, nootropics. I'm going to talk about this new gut test that's coming out where we're looking at your gut microbiome and how it reacts to blood sugar. So some cool stuff there. And even Prolon, the fasting mimicking diet. So some really cool new biohacks. So stay tuned in 2020 for all that good stuff. Amazing. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and we will talk to you soon. All right, see you in 2020. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Happy biohacking.